0: Except you live under a rock, the term xenophobia should not be alien to you. I mean, the past week have been rife with news coming out from South Africa about you know, violence on against foreigners, violence against foreign businesses, violence against you know people of African descent that are not South Africans. And a lot of speculations, a lot of conspiracy theories have come and most people think or most people say that the major cost of all of this is political and socio-economic. Socio-economic due to the fact that South Africa has a very high rate of unemployment South African indigens, this has also led to widespread poverty. And political in the sense that these attacks are being carried out because the people know they have the backing of the government. Today we are going to discuss xenophobia, causes, effects and ramifications. And our guest today is Dr. Charles Oni. Dr. Charles Oni is a chief lecturer and the current head of department, Mass Communication, Yaba College of Technology. Now, unlike our other kinds of interviews whereby we have the guests with sitting with me and discussing, today, this interview is going to be done over the phone due to geographical differences. Now, before we connect Dr. Charles on the phone, let me shed a little light a little more light on xenophobia alone. I mean in the 1970s, Ghana under the Compliance Act or Compliance Order chased Nigerians away from their country. And barely a decade later, Nigerians retaliated by sending thousands of Ghanaians back to Nigeria back to Ghana rather. Now, xenophobia is a crime against humanity that involves aspects such as dislike, distrust, or intolerance of foreigners, often expressed in terms of hostilities towards the outsider. Now, it is classified as a hate crime. It is also defined as the extreme expression of people of prejudice through violent criminal acts committed against people, property, or even organizations, either because of the group to which they belong or with which they identify. Now, the violence anti-foreigner practice is very much a worldwide issue, mostly attributed to the fast globalization of society, which prompts the migration of people, especially from developing and less developed countries, to go in search of greener pastures. Now, that being said, we are going to go ahead and connect Dr. Charles as he takes us on the causes, effects, and ramifications of xenophobia, not just on South African, but the whole African continent at large. So, um, xenophobia, we want to discuss the causes, effects, and uh, ramifications, not just for South Africa, but Africa as a whole so i I read some articles and um they the one thing okay two things were similar in their um, research they said it was um so due to socio economic factors and political factors those um, were the causes of you know, xenophobia in South Africa and you know other African countries where it has occurred using Nigeria and Ghana as examples. So, so what what do you have to you know, say about that?
1: Uh, yes, uh, they are right because, one, if there had been the employment in Nigeria and everything is well, uh, people wouldn't have emigrated to South Africa in the first place. Even if they were going to emigrate, it would be in small quantity, not uh, large thousands of people emigrating uh, to a foreign land to seek greener passion. And politically, uh, well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't believe it is uh, politically only, only that everything, economic progress, sociological progress, uh, political progress, everything is tied to political uh, development in the country of origin. Okay. For example, politics determines the economy, uh, it, it determines the technology, it determines even the entire framework for running a country and the aftermath effect on the members of the, the citizens of the country. So, uh, to, anne- to a larger extent, a social economic factor, um, political factor were responsible for what we have seen so far. Uh, if you look at South Africa, they also are suffering from unemployment, especially unemployment of the young generation. Yes, sir. The youngsters who couldn't, uh, who are not skilled enough to make influence. Uh, they, 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 well, uh, they, they, these are more or less street orchids who have nothing to do. And don't forget, in Nigeria, there is this jealousy uh, between the people on the lower rung of the society and the middle class and upper class. Yes, sir. Because if you have a car now, people wonder where you are able to get the money to buy the car. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you might have been working for 20 years, saving, your, saving the, the little money you have and all that, and working around the clock. But somebody who has just left secondary school two years ago or three years ago, is wondering that how could you get a car to ride. How could you have to live in a very beautiful house or things like that? Mm-hmm. Even if you are rented apartment, they wonder uh, how could you...
0: Afford... To to, afford... To
1: rent a good place flats, to yes. So it's a problem. and it, It's a general problem. And I think uh, it is uh, part of um, what we have in our character as black people.
0: Okay. And, um,
1: you will find out that an Okada man will eat your car. Instead of apologizing, where am I for the first time. But why you are still in wonderment, why you should come and run into that car and all that? We ask you, where did you get the money to buy the car? <laughs> you know, it is so bad, and it is it is something, I think the, the so-called quiet revolution is already taking place. And um, I, I wrote on one of the uh, blogs last week that well, uh, one just wonders that when the, the revolution will kick start, it wouldn't uh, be time for unjust uh, uh, measuring of punishment and uh, 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 persecution onto people who are labored day and night over the years to be what they are. Yes. By people who had no future ambition, who
0: Please go ahead, sorry.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so uh, it is really um, economic, social, economic factor and politics that's why are responsible. It may not be, uh, maybe democracy, per se, as I have seen earlier, but politics is <laughs> the fulcrum upon which every other thing tries. you know, uh, politics is very germane to national or uh, continental development.
0: Okay. So um, a lot of people are of the opinion that um, these xenophobic attacks have um, continually taken place. It has turned into an annual thing. At least going back four years or five years, it has turned into an annual thing. And a lot of people are of the opinion that the South African governments are aware. In fact, they are in support of these attacks on foreigners. And... A lot of um, videos have surfaced. One of, um, there was one of the Minister of Police making such remarks. There was one of Cyril um, Ramaphosa, the present South African president, during his campaign last year, saying something towards that effect. And then just last week, Tabo Mbeki, who was the former um, South African president, made a comment that the Nigerians that are being attacked are not the ones doing legitimate businesses, but the Nigerian criminals. So that gives um, um, credence to people's um, opinion that the South African government are behind us. So what... What?
1: Yeah, it, it, the government may not be party to it. Okay. But uh, they also have much at stake. Uh People like Kabo Mbeki, who are formerly students in Nigeria, were protected by Nigeria. Okay. Nigeria has fought a lot of battles too. Ensure that apartheid regime was kept away, or you know, was um, uh, pushed away, that people may have democracy and all that, and all that in South Africa. So, okay. but you know, when something has each your country as a nation, uh, you you all stand as a body. You know, whatever Tabo Mbeki has said, he is just trying to see the face of South Africa. Okay. Uh, there is what we call in communication theory, rally around the flag. Yes.
0: You know,
1: in ordinary the, to the news reporting, you find that you have to be objective, you have to be accurate, you have to be fair, you have to be a balance in your news report. But mm-hmm. if there be any confrontation with announced by country, you find that the journalists who on daily basis criticize their government who support their pre- their president to the end that they become the spokesperson for their president. Um, they, they argue, you know, positively on behalf of their president. So uh, that the government functionaries are close to say, okay, one thing or the other, at least to... To be interpreted as defending the criminals doing this thing uh, may not actually mean that it's a governmental thing. Uh, uh, somebody came from South Africa last week, and when he was about to, he came for Iberia, and when he was returning, you were afraid that, okay, he said no, that in this area there was nothing like xenophobia, that the area being attacked was deceived drug heroes and their couriers. Okay. And that we are the only people, we are, you know, the, the places where other Nigerians are living, there's nothing like xenophobia.
0: Okay. So
1: we, we we need to get that straight. And many commentators have also said that xenophobia was triggered by the excesses of these drug boys and the Yahoo Yahoo people. You know all that. So no country no matter how being, no matter how democratic, we want uh, foreigners to come to their country to destabilize, not only destabilize, but to also destroy the future of their country. Because if you are inviting people to take drugs, if you are peddling drugs about their places, um, you know, um, uh, trying to, to lure their guests into things that are immoral, things that are immoral, and all that. You are not hurting the future of that country. So uh that is uh, the situation of explained by those who have been there, um, those who have seen what is going
0: on. Okay. But sir, um even if um these um people uh you know they are drug peddlers who are mostly foreigners according to what the news are saying. Isn't there, aren't there laws that have been laid down in South Africa? Isn't it the work of the law enforcement in South Africa to fish out these people and deal with them according to the laws that you know guide South Africa? Is there, yes. Why are the people, the citizens of South Africa, taking laws into their hands? Are they not committing a crime? It's like committing a crime to, to solve another crime.
1: Okay. but then you know that uh, there are no laws in Nigeria and we have yahu yahu, the super yahu yahu. They know you know how they call them and all that yes. and the drug bureaus and all that and don't we have laws they, these things are beyond the, they are beyond normalcy and some of them are taken out of you know the regular kind.
0: Okay.
1: so uh, sometimes for example you see uh, the Fadeli boys confronted the motion boys and all that. Yes. Some of the time they either on cults, gang, uh, gangsterism, or on drugs. Okay. So uh, sometimes the, the society has solutions or find solutions to um, uh, things that are happening within their locale, To so the end that there may be peace, peace for the country, peace for the society, and peaceful, uh, the, the people in general. So, uh, some of the time, it, it could just happen. Okay, see what happened in um, uh, Winley. See what happened in Lagos. When people just uh, defend on some people they suspect to be one thing or another that is uh, uh, criminal. So, it, it's not, I don't think it's a good But And then, I explained in the first question. When you were, when you asked the first question, that yeah. the people doing this things are laggards in the society. You can't see a trained, an educated person? person or a skilled person going to take stone to roll on anybody. You can't see if, No matter how the society might have degenerated white and every everything i think uh everything is up by the white okay so you have to be really skilled to get employment you have to be highly educated to be fixed somewhere and all that and all that so it's um, to a large extent it's a societal problem it is a, 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 a breakdown of uh, civility so you find out that street orchids for example if motion boys, if uh, Akala boys, the uh, Fadeli boys, Nubi boys, if they should go on the on, on rampage, mm. do you blame Nigerian society for it? You do pl- blame the government for it? No. No. It is their hair, so it is uh, the street or that are doing all these things. You can't see the real people. I've seen many other videos, and the people you see there, you know, they are not meant to be reckoned with.
0: Okay, sir. Yeah. Um looking at, um, based on the example you just, um, gave about, um, the whites, you know, taking up everything. I read an article on Bloomberg that says that 80% of the companies and industries in South Africa are owned by white people, not people of African descent, not foreigners that have. So how come these attacks are targeted at, um, People of African descent, foreigners of African descent, and not their white counterparts.
1: The, white. Yeah, the whites are heavily protected. <laughs> the, unfortunately, the whites are heavily protected. There are uh, many places that even for now, the whites, when they, it's like when you go to Washington, okay. you don't walk anywhere, you don't, you don't like, permit anywhere. Otherwise, you picked up by the police
0: mm-hmm. So
1: the white uh, zones. Now fortified, so um, they, you know it's, it's still a divided. Even though they are independent now, they are democratic, They still largely a divided society. So uh, you find that the, the blacks are part on one side, the white okay. on one side. Okay. But let me also emphasize again, you know, maybe um, the fact that people who are below the rung of the society are always envious. Envious of those who are struggling to take out the living. For example, uh, they are envious of the agility of the Nigerians to at least
0: make the ends
1: of to the
0: and succeed. You when at it's
1: wherever it's you go you meet Nigerians. They 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 may just be selling uh, matches and selling sheets and whatever that they are trying to fix themselves up instead of going abroad. Yes. So especially people from the southern parts of the country. Mm-hmm. So if you, you you don't you don't see people carrying those or having that um you know, going about business that help or people. They, they want to survive. So that you in every Nigerian or the southern people, it's looked upon by other Africans as something, they, 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 they could not think at what is called to touch a in Nigeria. Okay. Uh, in Kenya, they are afraid of Nigerians. In Congo, they are afraid of Nigerians. In Cameroon, they are afraid of Nigerians. You know, everywhere. So, it is, then, uh, don't forget that we want not add a mirror when, Uh, money was not the problem of Nigeria. Yes. Where, when our president uh, knew about posting that, the only problem they had was how to spend money and all that. (laughs) So, uh, Nigeria, when you look back in this history, history, you find out Nigerians, uh, you know, had really gone, they've done what Napoleon couldn't do. In the sense that we've, we've been able to overcome lots and lots of challenges that we are almost an enigma even to develop countries uh, who are still wondering why we have not broken up since nineteen fourteen. So mm-hmm. Nigeria has an deep record and uh, everywhere Nigerians go because of the spirit of survivor, the, the spirit to struggle or uh, to, to make it
0: Now, um, what are the lasting effects of xenophobia, not just on South Africa, but Africa as a whole?
1: Yeah, the the long-term effect is that it's going to affect the peace of Africa. Not only the peace, it will affect their unifying spirit. For example, for a long time, Nigeria has had the Nigeria's foreign policy was uh, based on the problem of good neighborliness. It was for the good neighborliness, uh, um um issues that led to uh, fighting the apartheid regime, boycotting work-off, boycotting mm-hmm. businesses and meetings and all that, that were held by the Commonwealth. Even Nigeria put in the Commonwealth at the point. So all these things, they are, you know, uh, they are being threatened by uh, they, the South Africans this time around. Uh, they are a bit fortunate in the sense that we have a government that doesn't really care much about okay. what happens to the Nigerians. Uh, if it were doing a backstop, they wouldn't have tried anything like that. And they, they, um, they, cannot, they couldn't have done it during the Batonville regime. We yes. also study the kind of uh, government leaders that are in place. Are doing. Um, the last war between Israel and the Hamas mm. was uh, triggered by the Hamas killing a 14-year-old uh, student returning from school. And uh, that war was massive, you know, that because an they believed that he wants to kill one of their citizens we should pay 1,000 know, in return mm-hmm. so y- you know by the time uh, as our political uh, 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 program w- progresses you find out that there will come the time when we have government at here and um, you know at that time uh, anybody that touches in Nigeria will know that he uh, is fully redirected. Okay. so yeah, for now I know that well maybe south africa will be regretting what they have done and i know that uh you cannot go on promise
0: yeah. okay, sir. Um, th- since this whole story broke out since um last week the there have been ramifications for example uh, the last um, they just concluded or just held world economic forum that you know was yeah that was held in South Africa, a lot of African countries pulled out. They didn't attend. And then some other countries that had friendlies with South Africa, they, you know, pulled out of it and all that. So these are a little of ramifications, you know, for South Africa, for these continued attacks. So looking at it politically and economically, what are the ramifications for, you know, these xenophobic attack, not just for South Africa, but for Africa too.
1: Yeah, I explained earlier that, it, 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 uh, you know, those who call it phobia, yeah, you know, it's a it, 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 it function of uh, inferiority complex. Yeah. When you see yourself as being inferior to a power, Nigeria is a power. Nigeria has the population, Nigeria has everything. Okay. You know, so that's why the people point xenophobia, they. Definition from there, but like um, it has been argued in several places that it is a criminal attack, you know. Yeah, it's a so, hate crime. Uh, what, you, 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 you must, we must be categorical about one part that we have not a Nigerians, okay? You know, uh, but you know, even when you go back to Bible days when the Bible was written, when they say an Ethiopian. It means a black man. Okay. Okay? Uh, yeah, it means a black man. So, Nigerian constitutes one quarter of the population of Africans. I hope we use that times. Yes. So, in any, any attack on any black man, man. That, because so, they are the population. What are countries that means? Uh, the World Economic Forum, they did because of the, uh, uh, the, the, the... the attack on their own citizens. So it's not every country that uh, will open, open their eyes and allow their citizens to be molested or truncated or, or their life terminated any recklessly without taking action. So it was not only... You know, uh, many times some people will be arrested at the airport, they say they are Nigerians. Yes. But the time they find out, they find out that they, may, they may get to know that the person was a Ghanaian, a Nigerian, somebody from Senegal, somebody from Gambia, and that, and all that, and all that. So, uh, the fact that they say it's a homophobia against Nigeria, in fact, in one video, people are saying this person was not a Nigerian. That the person was from another country and all that and all that. So uh, it's not only Nigeria that was attacked. All foreign um, uh, citizens, you know, that they they were able to lay hands on were the people that were attacked. Although Nigeria may be with uh, the largest casualties, uh, uh, and yeah. have the largest figure. Yes, but then others were also there. So that's why the thing. Is really uh, an evil occurrence because it is threatening the unity of Africa. For so long, it has been uh, argued that we should have the United States of Africa. In fact, that that was um, uh, the, the 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 person who first initiated that. He was in the was saying that if America were the United States of America. There should be something like united States of Africa, where all of us will unite and will be able to pursue economic growth. Will be able to define our own political systems. Will be able to seek as equals with other areas of the world where they have their own development. For example, Asia, for example, China, and all that and all That, that will be able to. Arriving all these people over the fronts. So, but now with xenophobia uh, reaching, it means that Nigerians, uh, the Ghanaians, Kenyans, uh, Mauritanians, and the rest of them, you know, we cannot sit on same table and it is possible to get the people who are and our So, that is the implication of that, has, and it, 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 it is a threat to African development.
0: okay Um, thank you thank you really thank you for your time sir this has been such an insightful um discuss so thank you once again sir Uh, bye Bye, sir thank you okay that was dr charles oni on the phone discussing causes effects and ramifications of xenophobia we've come to the end of today's episode do not forget to subscribe to this podcast also do not forget to follow us on all our social media platforms on facebook twitter and instagram at the Oge show it's one word at the Oge show um also you can join the conversation using the hashtag the Oge show i want to hear your opinions i want feedback from you you can also send us a mail the Show at jume.com or even a WhatsApp message on 08114481613. Until next week, Friday, I remain your ever, ever eloquent and beautiful. <laughs> I remain your host, Ogechi. Bye for now.